Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hue Virtual Chat. Well, we had a fabulous long weekend. The weather couldn't have been better. And, you know, the company is always good, but, uh, you know, again, our cases of the COVID-19 have gone up, and still we're living in this bubble. But today, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about underwear. That is correct. And uh, it's a very fascinating story. And you know what? It's just nice to not talk about everything else and just forget. So we're going to open the doors right away and let all of our guests in. And uh, yeah, it's going, it's, it's an interesting time. A very, very interesting time. And here they are. Hello, everybody. Hey, hi, Susie. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. I see Nanette. Nanette's very sexy picture. Oh, there's, there's Nanette. Hi. Oh, hi, Tanya. I know. She said Tanya's a very, very busy lady. So uh, don't worry, Tanya. We'll get to you. And we're waiting for a guest of honor, Maria. Maria. Can't see her yet. Let's see. Uh, so we're just waiting for one more person. How was everybody's long weekend? You can all unmute. It was good. Yes. Yeah. Really How good. Was yours? Uh, very good. Yeah. Well, actually, last week we uh, we were up at Clear Lake, but um, you know we had a very nice private Airbnb and you know, kind of just did a little walk through the the town for for an hour. But uh, yeah, I was just saying that it's still different. You know, you go out for these little outdoor kind of vacations, and it's it's fun because it's obviously you're out of the house, but. Uh, Anyways, I just wanted to, ladies, welcome Maria. Hello, Maria. This is Maria Valencia, and we're going to get to you very shortly, Maria, because I know it's, this is your show. I said, I laughed, I joked with the ladies. I said, next week we're talking about underwear. And they go, what? <laughs> Especially in, in this time. I know, Tanya, you might want to stay. So, Tanya, um, we're going to just go with I Tanya. Should, I might learn something, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, well, you know, maybe Folkorama can, you know, <laughs> incorporate some comfortable underwear. <laughs> I don't know, but... Anyways, uh, you've got some big news at, from Folkorama today, and I know I was just thinking about on the long weekend, normally, you know, it's the big kickoff at the Forks, and it's usually hot and sunny, which it was, and, uh, you know, and having all of those incredible uh, performers from around the world, I mean, it was always like this, like, tradition, and like 50 years of it, of course, in 51, but anyways, something, I think, even bigger and better, right? Yeah, Folkorama. So go ahead. Oh, exactly. But you're totally right. The staff, um, our local communities, we've all been kind of feeling this feeling of loss right now. Um, so we've, we've come up with a couple of ideas to try to, you know, keep the community spirit going and still celebrate um, these wonderful communities. So one of the things we're doing before I tell you the announcement for today, little <laughs> tease there, laugh at me later, Susie. Um, what we're doing, uh, what we're doing right now actually is something called the Folklorama Favorites Scavenger Hunt. So it's a little document like this that you can download at folklorama.ca and it has a whole bunch of different areas that our communities have submitted and you can go check them out. We're, st we're telling people too, if they want to complete the on-site challenge, uh, you can take a picture of yourself add us at uh, Folklorama or hashtag MyFolklorama and you could be entered to win a whole bunch of great prizes. So we have a foodies one for foodies, which was really fun putting it together. I probably gained a couple pounds, but it was worth it. Um, and then the other one are historical sites that a lot of people don't know about. Um, you know, I've, we've been back now in Winnipeg for 
nine years and there were parks and monuments and even some of the food places. I passed by one every day, but I didn't know what it was. Right. So it's so great that our communities have shared this, this fun with us. So wow, that's great. one thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the second thing was the great announcement we made today. Uh, we just launched the Folklorama Cultural Preservation Fund. So as I mentioned, our, our communities have been struggling financially since, um, since COVID began. Mm -hmm. um, they can't, usually Folklorama, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, Folklorama is basically a fundraiser for all the pavilions. So all the money that's made in the pavilions stays in the pavilions to help with cultural classes, um, camps, um, language classes, you name it. And so without having that income, communities are struggling. So we've come up with this fund, which we're so excited about. 51 years of being a non-for-profit, and we're launching that now, so that's great. Um, but our communities can apply for funding um, in about a year once we kind of get everything going, mm -hmm. and there's scholarship opportunities for youth. Our, our focus is youth and children, because really, as, as you guys know, I know some of your moms, this is our future. So if we teach our children our culture, they can continue it. Um, and people around around them can appreciate it and understand it. So um, yeah, I'm so excited that we launched this today. It's been a, a secret project, as Tracy knows, we've been working on for a few months. So it's great that that's now out. Well, and it's so fitting too, I think, Tanya, especially in what we're dealing with and what we're going through now. I mean, culture is so important and keeping it and maintaining it. And Folkorama was that once a year kind of opportunity, but you know, 51 years of the same thing. I think this is a great way to kind of segue into maybe changing the look of the festival probably going forward. And it probably will happen anyways, right? I think for a lot of the festivals and these huge gatherings, they're all going to have to kind of reconfigure. Um, and it's not just because of, you exactly. know, restrictions. I think it's just the way people feel now. And, um, you know, and it's something about oh, respect. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's very exciting. So um, my, my thing is then, how do you rate, how are you going to raise the funds for the fund? Or is it just all through donations and? It's actually all through donations, but there's a couple programs that we're gonna run through the year. So okay. um, as we start raising funds, we're gonna start um, showcasing where the money is going. So mm -hmm. you kind of get an impact report so you know where you're benefiting. Um, as we share those stories a couple times a year, um, we'll also put a donation campaign behind that. So we can try to raise more and more money for, um, for our communities. Aww, we have a whole perfect. plan in place and okay. literally launched it three hours ago. <laughs> now and yeah, so we got it all here on, <laughs> on the virtual chat. So, well, thanks so much, Tanya. You know, and we're all here to support. So anything that we can do and um, yeah, so this is an ongoing thing. Well, if you can stick around, uh, we've got a great little video to show, but once again, hi, Robin. Oh, I, I knew you had to come to see this one, right? Yeah. Um, this beautiful woman is uh, Maria Valencia, and she is the uh, creator of Kia. Did I pronounce that correct, Maria? <laughs> you might have to unmute yourself. So we were all kind of, yeah. Uh, no. Susie, do you want to help her? Here we go. Yes, you got it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, Maria, we're going to play the video first because it probably says your whole story very well and, uh, and definitely the models too. So, ladies, uh, it's a little two-minute uh, video to tell you all about Carol Kia, and then we'll come back and ask Maria a ton of questions. So, Graham, go with the video. Carol Kia was born in my underwear drawer. It was full of undies, and yet I wore the same ones day after day. I bought some because they were pretty, and I thought I would look pretty in it. Once I put them on, not so pretty anymore. They didn't feel comfortable, or I didn't, I didn't like the way they looked. I do have some other ones. I call them my granny Andes. Extremely comfortable. They're not very pretty. I don't feel amazing in them. And so I've designed a new underwear that not only will you feel comfortable in, but you will look and feel amazing. Most women aspire comfort, quality. They want to wear they could wear to fit their lifestyle. Something they, you know, if they worked out, 
or if they stay home or for the office. I love these values that we've been trying them on and it's the only thing that I've been wearing because I love how they feel, I love how I look and the best part of it is that they're bamboo underwear. It's one of the most sustainable plants out there. There's so many benefits of bamboo itself. It's an incredible plant and it makes an excellent material. It's fast growing, needs very little water, and it's just an overall sustainable plant. Especially when it's organic, like the one we use at Karokia. The bamboo material is so good for you. It has natural antibacterial and antifungal properties. It's breathable, moisture weakened, and biodegradable. And I just love how it feels. It's gentle and super soft. For me, being beautiful is embracing all those different things that makes us women and to know that no one is perfect. And that's what's led me to start this company is to create underwear that women feel amazing, look amazing, but at the same time is when they look at themselves in the mirror every morning, because that's when usually you start your day, but you put on that underwear that you feel amazing. My mission is really to empower women with the recognition that they're beautiful just the way they are. To make this a reality, we need your support. Well, ladies, do we have somebody? <laughs> and we just want to say congratulations, Maria. Like, since you went on Kickstarter, you were your goal was six thousand. You're now. I just took a look. You're at ten thousand four hundred and fifty-eight dollars. So, mm -hmm. wow, amazing. I know so. it's incredible. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No. And I guess it's just a little bit more. Like, if you want to add anything more than what you said in the video, uh, maybe a little bit more about your background and mm -hmm. why were you inspired now to make underwear? <laughs> yes. Um, so two elements. Uh, that led me to start this, um, to create underwear. Uh, one, one, one of them was really uh, my underwear drawer. I had underwears, I mean, I have two full underwear drawers that I feel guilty throwing it out, um, only because I know that the material is gonna take a long time to disintegrate. So, you know, I feel guilty throwing things to the landfill. Um, so that was one aspect that led me to search for material that was biodegradable. You know, those core values around sustainability was a big part of, that led me to search material that was um, biodegradable. But the second part of that, it was my experience. I, uh, working, I've been in retail, management ex uh, retail for a couple of decades now. And the most profound experience that I had, it was opening the, uh, lingerie department for Nordstrom in Calgary. And um, the experience itself led me to, it opened up my eyes that those small pieces that most people don't see has a huge impact on women's body image, on our perception and our self-esteem. And that's what also led me to, um, to this company is, you know, um, to continue spreading that mindset change that you know we need to change how we see ourselves that perception of how we describe ourselves you know being inside a fitting room with women day after day and hearing how awful we can be and how judgmental you know we are the worst judge uh, of ourselves we compare ourselves to other women you know being inside a fitting room with women i would often hear how they wish they were, they didn't have stretch marks or, you know, a lot of them were, would also say, you know, please don't judge me. I have terrible skin or um, I'll, often I would also hear, you know, oh, I wish I had bigger boobs or smaller so I could wear this. And so it, it just went on and on. And um, it led me to also reflect on my own issues because, you know, uh, seeing all this, the vulnerability and how, most of us describe ourselves also to let me to reflect that I also had some issues as well. So um, it was that experience working side by side with women in a fit room that also led me to discover at the same time that women want underwear that they feel comfortable, something they can wear every single day, you know, whether it's working, working out, going to the office, 
we want something comfortable where we look amazing every single day, right? It's the first thing that we put in, we put on every morning. And, um, and that, you know, it could make our day. If we put something that looks amazing and, you know, we change our mindset, you know what, I am beautiful. I, I you know, we're going to exude that and we're going to walk into that office. Like we own the world. We're going to, you know, go to the gym saying, you know, what? I feel amazing in this. And so, um, it's, that experience, you know, like that it was a very profound experience that led me to do a lot of self-reflection. And I learned a lot about um, just in general about lingerie and what women aspire to look and what they also want to wear. So, And there's an amazing story about the women that you used in your video too as well, your models. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I've been, I'm so grateful. I've been working on this for a few years now. And um, so I've had tons of samples and everything. So when we finally, you know, I had this amazing product that I loved and everything, I started reaching out, uh, engaging a few people here. So the first one uh, was obviously my team, small team that I work with uh, around my uh, marketing. But the second was finding a photographer. Um, and I called several photographers and, um, Vanessa, actually, we connected so well, and she loved the product and also what we wanted to, um, you know, tell the story through our pictures, because I wanted women, real women, so we actually, she sent an email to some of her followers on Instagram, and all of a sudden, I got several phone calls, and saying, I want to be here, campaign, you know, I want to try the product, and it was just amazing how all these women that are on there are also women that aspire and you know are also women that are, that are working on that body image and try to create a message and send a message that you know we all need to embrace what we are and embrace who we are so it was incredible so um that i was able to you know work with winnipeggers and um find people that were wanted to be part of this uh, amazing um campaign and so wow Ladies, any questions? Susie? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it sounds great. It looks great, too. And, um, yeah, I, um, I have underwear that's probably as old as my kids, and that's uh, not a really good bragging point. But it's just one of those things that, you know, you don't put a lot of time and effort into I think sometimes until you want to wear that dress and you need something to hold everything in or whatever it is that you're looking for but I mean everyday stuff it's not something I think about right until you know you hold it up and it's full of holes or something you're like oh god I need to do better here and then you go and look for something and you're just like I can't find anything that I like it's too tight here it's pinches here you know whatever so I love that it's sustainable that's fantastic and I hope that I get to try it soon that'd be great and it's local that's awesome too Yes, yeah. Nanette, you're nodding your head. That'd be great for for your hot hula fitness. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's uh I'm 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 very excited about this because yeah, when we when we dance, I mean when we work out, when we do anything, we sweat. <laughs> you know, and we wanna feel comfortable, we wanna look good. And Maria, that all that's that looks phenomenal i can't wait to try it it looks it looks great it really does and um yeah uh, i i too am one of those people who have a drawer full of underwear that oh i could wear that and i don't want to i i guess i'll have to wear that because you know we have things in there that i get it look good but are you know aren't comfortable but then uh, you know and vice versa so yeah it would be nice to have something that looks good just like that and feels great and I could wear it to hot hula for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Who would ever think that underwear has such a big impact, though? But it's so true. Everything that Maria said. Um, it's yeah. Kirsten's nodding her head. Yes. But you know how much of that though, too? Uh, well, Maria is fashion trendy. I mean, so comfort is. But remember, we all know when it was the thong, and oh my God, how uncomfortable are those things and really who look good in those nobody except for exotic dancers <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> um yeah. so i'm kind of curious too maria how did you come up with the design for the panty well i think you know the experience working with women 
had has helped me kind of develop the designs and you know underwear have been around for as long as women right as long as we have been around so i took um underwear from companies that i loved obviously working in the lingerie department i uh learned so much about uh lingerie and bras and everything you know it's very complex i didn't realize how it, it was how much I had to learn so um, just learning the feedback that I had with you know feedback that I, I had and everything it's helped me uh, design these um, right now through our Kickstarter we've uh, I believe we've actually have come up with three uh, styles um, and then we're going to introduce more styles um, and this is like I said it's from the feedback that I had from different women and uh, you know I'm hoping that as we grow our business that I continue to get feedback from women so we can continue designing different styles and also it may change as well like I said based on uh, feedback that I get from there and um, one thing that I didn't mention too is that you know we've designed underwear for every day of the month so we've also designed period underwear so um, I'm not sure if you're all familiar with what that is, but it's a period underwear. It's, it's like a regular underwear, um, and it replaces uh, using tampons, uh, plastic cups, tampons. And the ones that I have, uh, we've been working on is going to be um, for moderate coverage, which it'll... Uh, be equivalent to wearing two tampons, two to three tampons. So you can use it as a backup or wear that as a, um, like as a replacement for, um, yes. Yeah, so, so it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna lie, I have so many questions about period underwear because to me it sounds like a complete oxymoron. So I don't trust them off the hop, but when you say that it's for like medium to light coverage, okay, I can understand that. But then how do I wash it? Am I literally just washing it in the washing machine after it? Is that how easy this is? Yeah, great question. Uh, I know uh, people are always like, what the heck is a period panty or how do you, um, and um, you know, I, I was the same way like a few years ago. I am like, what is, so I started uh, ordering some and trying them out and see how they fit and everything. But the, you know, um, it's very easy to, uh, all you have to do is you, obviously after you wear them, you soak them in water, yep. throw them in the washer uh, and lay them flat to dry. Um, so you can wash them with your other clothing. Like it's not going to ruin anything. Um, like yeah. I said, soak them in water after you're done. Uh, put them in the washer and lay them flat to dry. And then they're ready for use again. So it's. Uh, that's incredible. Yeah. Easy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I mean, that, I look forward that's to seeing that. And not only like for, for women, like our age, but that's actually going to maybe change the whole view too for young women like Susie you've got I mean she's a lot younger right now but yeah but no that you're exactly right that's exactly what I was thinking because I know like from from my daughter who's going to be getting into that age where the, where she's going to be having her period um what am I gonna you know tell her to use you know like I did not enjoy using tampons when I was younger and I really wish mine was over by now but <laughs> it's not quite there yet but I'm quite over the entire experience so how can I make this a positive experience for her and again it's like one of those things where the ultimate test is like can I wear these with white jeans right because <laughs> if that is what we're going to use the yardstick for yeah exactly um but no, I think anything that is sustainable or that is, you know, um, something that you can, uh, won't affect your body in a negative way. I think those are all great things. And I love that her and her friends, you know, as they grow up can be more um, open and confident about these things and know what these, um, what these types of uh, products can do for them and just be more helpful and not be so ashamed or stigmatized by, you know, having their periods, which is a completely normal thing. So yeah, all good. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's what I'm hoping as well to do that as we spread our message that we normalize that topic about uh, periods as well. Like, you know, in some cultures, like, uh, you know, it's something that is almost taboo to talk about. Uh, and it's some it's something normal that happens to every woman. And and I think that um, it, it should it's something we all talk about, you know, uh, we shouldn't be embarrassed. Uh, you know, girls going to school, they shouldn't miss school. 
um, because they can't afford it and everything. So, you know, with these ones, it's the, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, uh, tying it back to my values as well, sustainable too, is imagine how much plastic we're throwing in the landfills and say, if we start using something that's reusable and, you know, it's, it may feel a little bit awkward at the first as well, you know, and, um, but it, it's something that you get used to. It's like wearing, uh, you know, if you're used to wearing a tampon and all of a sudden you change to wearing a pad, it feels different, right? So the same thing with period, you know, when I first tried on my first pair, it felt different for sure. Uh, but now it's something that it feels, if it, it feels like, I'm, you know, like natural to me because I've been wearing them for a little bit now. Um, and the nice thing is that I'm not throwing plastic. I'm not, you know, and at, it, at the long run, it's going to save me money too, because these are reusable and it's something you wear once a month. So I can, you know, wash them over and continue reusing them. Charlotte, what do you think? <laughs> She's going, <laughs> you know what? I'm fascinated too. And I would, my head went to my daughter's as well. So uh, I, I look forward to it. But then I was also thinking about, you know, some of my girlfriends who are in their 50s who when they giggle, they have a little uh, tinkle. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if you're going to create something like that, or maybe you already have. So hey, that's a topic of discussion in my older friends. Because of them. Yeah. Pardon? Exactly. Charlotte. Oh, I told my kids last week that it's their fault they can't sneeze. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these kind of you know little things can help oh gosh it sucks to be old but hey you know what um we've got maria here that's making it all that much better so i'm gonna go to miss make us laugh well robin robin you know i, I want to go back to body image and you know we all kind of laugh talking about the underwear how many pairs of underwear we have and not only like the the thongs but like the lace ones that are so scratchy oh my god you feel like you sat on a <laughs> she's going no 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 no. <laughs> no 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 um but uh well yeah what's your take though on how a little piece of fabric can change your whole persona and outlook yeah. of yourself well, I, I like it. Truth be told, I don't know if I'm the best person for this conversation because <laughs> um, I may not wear the same kind of underwear as some of the rest of you wear. Um, that being said, I'm a connoisseur of looking at it and I think people need to be comfortable, right? Like I look at, truth be told, I look at someone in a thong and I go, oh, that just looks uncomfortable um and so i was looking at the video and i guess i was looking at it from a different perspective because i don't wear underwear like that and i was like people look happy and comfortable and i think you know there's times to have different stuff on but i think ultimately why do we have a society that keeps saying you should wear this to look good all the time, even if it sucks and it's uncomfortable. And I just think, like, I want my partners to feel super comfortable because I think if they're comfortable, they'll feel sexy, right? If you're uncomfortable, I don't, I don't know how you feel sexy in, like, thongs. I really don't. I look at them and go, mm -hmm. um, so, uh, like, uh, Maria, like I applaud you because I think I truly believe if people are comfy and they, and they work and they do what people want, they're going to feel sexy. I think that's the piece I want to put across in terms of body image. And I did one of those fit and fun, Tracy, a couple of months ago where I had like, you know, my body's not like spilt. Um, and I just had a t-shirt and, and some tighter shorts on and I jumped in the shower, which mean it clung to me and I went, oh, I love my body. And I, I just, if we can like have things that people feel comfy and we can start to create a society that says there are all shapes and sizes and everyone's valued, then go for it. So. Maria, I look forward to seeing what you do. And hey, 
if I had a girlfriend, I'd be buying her presents. So I'd be buying her underwear if she liked them. <laughs> Is that inappropriate? I'm like, oh, my God, did I just be really inappropriate here? Um, hope not. But you guys will tell me if I am. No, you're comfortable. We're comfortable. That's all what it's about. But, you know, and you, you do give a good perspective on that. You're right. Um, anything else, um, Maria, do you think down the line, will Carol Kia go into bras, you know, other kind of lingerie? What's your plan in the big scheme of things? You know, I, right now, um, what I love to be able to offer is, um, is to continue my, uh, you know, I do believe what she just said, that if we're comfortable, we exude that. You know, um, the minute that, you know, when I worked at lingerie, women would come in and say, I want to wear something sexy for my husband. And sometimes they would end up trying all these different things on and they didn't feel right. And so, you know, it's what we feel comfortable. We exude that. The minute we like, you know what? I love my body. I love the way. Oh my gosh. You know, we'll look amazing in anything we wear. Um, but uh, I love to be able to offer more size uh right now we're aiming for the next uh milestone on kickstarter and i want to offer continue offering plus sizes for women because um you know no we're not all made alike and we'll have you know and um yeah so that's my next is to be able to expand underwear and that i can offer to uh, multiple sizes uh and then from there continue uh working on maybe um lounge i'm thinking something that uh you can wear you know to the gym or wear around the house as well that would be something that i like to work on or for our next collection but right now we're working on expanding our underwear and continue to work with um, bamboo material like i said uh which is something that's led me to um to where i am right now is looking for material that is biodegradable so and where do you source your bamboo material Right now, uh, we're sourcing the, uh, sourcing it from China, northeast of China, where is they grow, uh, where they grow bamboo. So that's where I found a partner uh, that was willing to work with a small Winnipeg company, and uh, so and uh, yeah. So right now, that's where we're getting the product from, designed here in Winnipeg and made in China. Oh, it's so great to have something local. I'm going to throw it over to Kirsten. When you think about all this, and you've got two daughters too. Oh, I do. You know what, uh, Maria, I love um, what I'm seeing as your company values with uh, all the different shapes and bodies and, and normal, real people. So thank you for that. Um, and I do have two daughters. So um, it's so nice when, um, you know, real bodies are used because that's, that's how it should be across the board. Um, but I keep giggling because I'm a few years ago, one of my New Year's resolutions, and I'm really, really passionate about New Year's resolutions, was uh, to be kinder to my crotch. And my friends still tease me about that. <laughs> and that was it. And they'll still bring it up. And that's because I was teaching fitness. I don't think I owned a full panty until I was in my late 40s. And uh, you'd look in that underwear drawer and you'd pull things out. And you'd have like 20 pairs of underwear, but you'd wear like, just a small portion and try to keep up on the wash and um yeah so i i declared this was the year i was going to be kinder to my crotch and um i i invested in better underwear and and that's not easy but there is yeah so we should all declare that this new year's yes <laughs> i agree bumper sticker right there <laughs> <laughs> and what about you tanya will you will you do you think you'll try out uh, maria's underwear Maria, first of all, woman to woman, you're so inspiring. Your your energy, your smile, you have the most beautiful smile. And as you, as I watched that video, um, seeing you communicate your product and your passion for it, really spoke to me. Um, you know, many I know many of you are woman entrepreneurs yourselves, and and that was really inspiring. So thank you, and I love the fact that it is biodegradable. I also have a teenage uh, daughter, fourteen. And so I was curious about that period underwear. I've been curious to buy some and, and see if that's an option because I know the amount of plastic we put in our waste is, it just makes me sick literally every month. So, um, so I'm really glad you, you have products like that. And thank you for being so inspiring. I'm, I'm really excited to learn more about this product and try it out. And I hate my period. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Maria, I mean, 
and I and and please, I mean, if you don't want to go there, I, I totally respect that and understand that. When going back to our conversation, when you're talking about the days that you were at Calgary Nordstrom in the lingerie and seeing all of the um, I, I, how fragile women are, right, and how vulnerable they are when they're trying on clothes such like this, and having body issues and and you yourself said that you did have some issues too mm -hmm. as well. Um, can we talk about that? Or is that, oh. you know, it's, here's no. it something. Cause it's always nice to be saying, oh my God, I feel the same way as that too. And yeah. we all can relate, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, I, um, I, um, sorry, I, yeah, you know what, I, working, I guess uh, for me it was, uh, seeing the pain and issues on other women um, and uh, going home after each day. And, you know, sometimes um, it, it was, it was really fulfilling a lot of times when I would get a smile out of women and say, Oh my gosh, are you kidding? I would aspire to look like you anything. And so, um, but one thing that it made me realize is, uh, is also working with women that had also mastectomies um, as well. Most often these women um, that I, it was a few handful that I had because most of them were shy and they would, you know, come and see me and they would say, this is what I had just done and I hope you're okay with it. And I would be like, oh, what, you know, and so, and often these women were the most quiet women that I dealt with. Um, and, you know, when I'd see them and, um, made me very emotional because, you know, I see the pain they were going through and yet they were usually the most quiet one. They didn't say much. They would just say, this is what I need. Can you help me find something that's comfortable? I just had this procedure done. And so after seeing these women, I realized that I needed to start loving my body because I was healthy for the most part, but it, I was going through a little bit of anxiety and, uh, and, uh, mental health so you know at that point i wasn't really taking care of myself i would eat whatever i didn't exercise and and i you know i didn't care about anything about myself I'd go to work i love my job because i love the interaction that i had but i didn't do a lot like i wasn't um experiencing that joy that happiness that i you know we all aspire to have um so that experience working with women i realized that I was going through, I had a lot of internalized pain. Um, and so I went and got help um, and realized that I, you know, I was going through depression, a bit of anxiety um, and everything. And yet I didn't really talk to anybody about it because I didn't know what it was. All I knew is that um, I didn't like things that I was going through. I had no taste for certain things in life anymore. Like I was, you know, it's from a personal standpoint. I, and so I, I got some help. Um, and uh, from doctor, you know, when saw a professional doctor. And um, so seeing that experience also let me reflect that I also had some issues as well. And um, from that point forward after, um, I left, I, you know, it took some time for myself and I took time to, to heal myself. I started exercising. That's been one of the biggest healer for me um, and nutrition. And from that point forward, you know, I've taken a little bit of different things, you know, like positive self-talk or affirmation. Uh, you know, I, I did even a vision board. Like I did a whole bunch of different elements to change the way that I saw myself, change my life, uh, or, you know, my goals that I wanted to do. And, um, it helped me to where I am right now. And to be honest, I still battle with that. And I think we all do, you know, there's some mornings when I wake up and, you know, I have allergies. So I'll wake up with puffy eyes and I'll be like, Holy shit. Sorry. You know, and the first thing I want to say is I look like shit, you know, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, I have allergies, you know? So I, that, narrative that's that you know um i have to change it every morning like oh my god you know i have to be understanding and say you know what i have allergies i am having a tough day today so you know instead of putting myself down you know apply that understanding that 
we all have bad days and sometimes we just need to apply a little bit of makeup or wash, you know, whatever they do our hair to change that and tackle a new day and look at our day in a different perspective. So yeah. Uh, so I went a little bit long there, but um, no, it's, no. Uh, it helped me a lot because, you know, I think sometimes we see beautiful women and we're like, Oh my God, she's so beautiful. She must have it all together. But we don't, you know, I would see beautiful women, you know, the, some of them had even enhancements done on their uh, boobs, boobs, right? And yet they weren't happy. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, you're beautiful. You're And they'd be like, well, you know, I could you know, lose a couple of pounds. And, and so there's um, always something, I think. And I think when we look deep inside, um, it's only as individuals that we can change that because most often uh, we're the worst judge of ourselves. You know, like uh, sometimes we think that certain things look bad on us and we go out and like, Oh my God, I love your dress or I love your jeans. And yet we thought it looked terrible on us. Right. So I think it's changing that mindset and um, yeah, I think just looking at ourselves deeply inside, reflecting what is it that it's, um, making me or, or that, I don't know, just being aware of those thoughts because those thoughts are constantly there bombarding mm -hmm. us every day. The minute we wake up, you know, we look at ourselves in the mirror and, and if we feel that we had a rough night or whatever, and we feel that we don't look good, that could dictate the whole, the rest of our days. Right. So that morning, um, is so important. And, the, and, you know, as, Something that I would talk to women when I would see them. I'm like, no, you're beautiful. You've be thankful that you have a great, amazing, healthy body. Or if not, say, you know, there's things you can do about it. You know, there's things that you could, you know, eat. You know, obviously, I'm not psychologist or a nutritionist, but you know, there are certain things that we can all do if we want to feel healthy. And my goal was always, you know, to encourage that healthy state of mind. Because as soon as we've have a healthy state of mind, we can um, feel better the way we do. And we'll do things because we want to be healthy, not because for someone else, right? So, wow. so how much has Carol Kia um, fulfilled your life and changed you around now, Maria? Like you're wow. talking, yeah, I mean, it's an, an amazing story and thank you for sharing it because I think, you know, all of us can take things back from that. Um, and I was also curious too, like this whole COVID thing and pandemic and isolation and here you're, you know, you're launching a new company and how did that affect you too as well personally? Yeah. You know, um, I've, um, when you're doing something that's fulfilling, something that you love to do, uh, it doesn't feel like a, a job, uh, to be honest, the last little bit I've enrolled back in university I've been working part-time as well and I've been doing working on my business but when you do something fulfilling you love to do it it doesn't matter if you you know work every day at it because at the end of the day you're like oh I feel like I got this done but so karaoke has fulfilled that for me like I love what I do and I'm you know I've if I can um you know, find few women that love my product and they love continue spreading my message. You know, it's, it's meaningful. So, uh, throughout COVID, you know, I, um, I think it pushed me harder to launch this uh, online store. Uh, cause I've been working for a couple of, like I said, a few years now. Um, I, you know, I did have, uh, obviously there's people that thought I was crazy to launch this cause there's like, nobody's buying and, but um, I don't know. I just went for it. I'm like, you know what? Um, I've hoped that it's well received and I don't know if you wait until it's the right time, you know, when is it going to be the right time when the economy goes up again or when, you know, it's, it's hard to say. So I think when you feel ready, uh, it doesn't need to be perfect, but, um, I don't know. You just have to do things, I think. And, I don't know. You can't wait till it's the right time. If you wait for people to say, oh, today's the right time, you know, I, I would have waited another year, you know, and who's to say in another year things are going to be normal again. I don't know. So through COVID, I, it was tough. But at the end, you know, I think 
you you need to do what's ready for you. And for me, I feel ready. Like mm -hmm. I, I had finalized my product, the samples and everything. And, you know, once I started reaching out, engaging a few people in the city and they were ready to do it, I'm like, you know, there's not a better time. So. Wow. Well, we can hardly wait. <laughs> well, maybe even Nordstrom's will pick them up, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, anybody else want to jump in? Oh, we're all just kind of sitting back. <laughs> I know. It's just like, oh, yeah. You know, I'd like to say something. Yeah. I, uh, I really love the, that we're all talking together about loving ourselves and whether that the form is you know, buying underwear that makes us feel good and look good. And like, it's just amazing. Thank you for sharing your story, Maria, because that's just the idea of overcoming, you know, these, these issues that we have with ourselves. Like, I mean, I, I, I encounter it in hot hula all the time. I have women who come to class or who say, I really want to do your class, but I don't think I'm, I think I'm too big or I'm, you know, they just don't feel comfortable enough in their skin. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking to me because the thing about hot hula is that we move to celebrate our bodies. Like we are so many different shapes and sizes and, and really the key is just, that's why I love having a mirror there because I in our my classes because I want everyone to look at themselves and go you know I love you and look at how look at how I move I move amazingly you know and I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to work on just the loving and accepting of ourselves like one thing that I, I that kind of troubles me when people come into hot hula is that they feel like they have to be a certain size mm -hmm. and if you look at all the Polynesian women, they run the gamut. It's, it's phenomenal. And some of my fellow instructors are the most Rubenesque, beautiful, and they love how they move. They, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, hey, and that's the thing. I mean, you come and you do hot hula. It's, it's, we embrace the way women move you know, the little hip movements, the, you know, the movement of, of like the circuit. I mean, really, we are not encouraged to move this way on a daily basis. You walk down the street, no one moves this way. And, and it saddens me because a lot of the times the way we move makes us feel good. It makes us feel sexy. And, you know, it's, we need to embrace that. And in my classes, we celebrate that. We celebrate how we move as women. And, and I think that what really enlightens me, like, and, I, and I'm sure Maria feels this way when she sees people wearing her underwear and enjoying it. And like, if these women wear or use your service or, and, and they come out of my class looking like, you know, they have a smile on their face. They feel so good and they really love how they moved. And mm -hmm. they had such a positive experience embracing their femininity, embracing their womanhood. It's just so incredibly fulfilling. And that's really what we, and we women entrepreneurs want to help people, yeah. help women experience. It's all very uplifting and I love that. I love this. And thank you, Tracy, for getting us all together and talking about <laughs> stuff like this. This is so phenomenal. I love it. No, I, <laughs> underwear, like, hey, underwear. I'm sure everybody wants to talk about underwear. <laughs> It's a no-brainer. Definitely, definitely. Oh. And, and Maria, I also, ha I have a 16-year-old daughter who, oh. she's been talking about, mom, I really don't want to use these, the, these pads and these, you know, tampons and things like that. And so I'm really happy that you have period panties because my daughter and I were just talking about this the other day. And uh, she's definitely going to, uh, she's going to be a uh, number one customer of yours, I believe. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Oh, I know. I wanted to add something too. Um, for a lot of a lot of moms, um, you know, some of our our kids get their period in grade five and six, and it's hard, like that's a really tough thing to go through. 
And those panties for, um, you know, a kid who's in grade five or six, who's, who's terrified to use the washroom and somebody might hear a package un, unraveling or, um, you know, just uh, like those, I think there's a huge market for that um, quickly developing um, 10, 11, 12 year old that is trying to manage something that she's not comfortable with at all and her friends aren't experiencing yet. So I wanted to throw that out there too, Maria, for you to chew on because yeah, no, I, I think that's in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. It's ever growing. I know, terribly. Charlotte, anything to add? You know what, and then maybe kind of to comment on the whole body image and, and Kirsten definitely too. I mean, um, with, with young women, Right, and we had the talk too um, about you know Facebook and out or Instagram photos and everything like that, and um, it it still is tough, isn't it? Like for it's, young women, it is. Uh, you know, even just recently, we think that I had a um, a friend that I and um, she uh, has a membership to the gym. She's never used it, and I so I finally said, "How come you never go to the gym?" Like, well, she's like. Oh, I'm too embarrassed because I don't. Oh, it was hot yoga. I'm like, we should go to hot yoga. She's like, no, I can't. She's like, I don't know how to do the moves, and plus, I don't feel good the way I look, you know. And so she hasn't been, you know. It's just mind-boggling because we think that it's, you know, people that we don't even know. But this is, you know, somebody that I know. And I finally asked, I'm like, how come you don't go to yoga with me? She's like, oh, no, I don't feel good. She's like, plus, I don't know how to do. I feel like they're gonna make fun of me, you know. And I don't look good in the yoga attire I'm like she's like like oh my gosh and I finally convinced her to go and she was so she came out of there with a big smile she's like oh thank you you know but it's like um Nanette said it's we need to encourage each other you know friends and it's you know uh continue just um lifting each other you know and uh even friends that we have may have that same thing that they're afraid to try something because the the way they feel they're going to be judged or compare themselves or comparing themselves to other people because we all think that you know some other women have it or not see like like yeah. like you say maria we're all like i say to my kids you know don't ever be afraid that people are looking at you because they're not they're so self-involved they're looking at themselves the whole time so whether you learn that at 12 or 13 or still learning it at 46 like it's the same thing so i tell myself when i get nervous nobody's looking at you they're too busy looking at themselves and thinking everyone's looking at me but no one is so yeah it's really okay you will live you will Maybe you might not know all the poses, but that's okay. Nobody knows all the poses going to their first class, right? That's okay. Those things are totally okay and you will learn. But if nothing else, you'll get to experience something new and see how you feel about it and to try something. And I mean, if you were talking to, you know, your child or your neighbor or your girlfriend, you would tell her or him all those same wonderful uplifting things, right? So if we could give ourselves that, that same message, we'd be so much further ahead, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Are you talking about compassion and empathy for ourselves? Exactly. Exactly. If we could start oh. there, the world would be such a much better place, wouldn't it, Robin? <laughs> yes. And that's partly yes. why we called the company, I mean, Robin Priest, Live Your Truth. Because living your truth is just going after whatever you want and doing the things that bring you joy, not getting caught up in what everyone else thinks. And, um, Maria, thanks for sharing your story about that oppression stuff because the more we talk about that, the more we realise that so many people are dealing with mental health stuff yeah. and so many people are, like, getting through it and, and, like, going after things and, like, the more we can talk about it, the more we normalise that piece too that we all struggle with shit. I added that because you said it before, Maria, just so you know, it's normal. Um, you know, like we're all dealing with stuff. We're all dealing with body image. We're all in our heads and we're all got mental health stuff based on that. And if we can start just normalising it, talking about it, yeah, I've got bipolar, I've got depression, I've got anxiety, this is how I deal with it. And we have a shot at, um, you know, making a difference out there. So thank you, Tracy, for letting me play and be silly on this because that's who I am and just 
like compassion and empathy for ourselves. We do it for everyone else. God damn it, do it for yourself. Uh, and sometimes I think too, it's, it's the guilt factor, right? Maria, probably if you think back, you know, you know, you, you feel so much for everybody else, but oh, if I take one minute or two minutes for myself, then you know, we feel guilty that we should be doing something else. So again, yeah, no. We all, we all learn, and thank you so much for, for sharing. So is there anything else from the ladies? Charlotte, you've been very quiet today. <laughs> hey, you know what? Today was a really good lesson for me because I'm probably the worst. I'm so hard on myself, so I'm just, all of this was, I think, just, you know, smarten up, Charlotte. So I thank you, for, Maria, for your stories. I was going to tell one story that I was thinking about is I, I used to go um, – with a girlfriend to Montreal, she had work there and I got to go, I would accompany her and uh, get to experience Montreal. And there was this amazing um, broth fitter at Ogilvy's and she was an older lady and uh, my girlfriend is stunning and her body's amazing and she had huge hangups. And the woman, the fitter would be like, don't look at the sizes, whatever you do, just put them on, because she would size her up. And then as soon as um, my girlfriend would say, I would like to buy this, she would cut the tags out because women are so caught up in the size, whether, you know, it's too big or too small or to this. And, and I just thought, you know, and then every year we would go back. And so my girlfriend never knew what size she was because the tags were cut out, but she was okay with it. And I, I just thought if we could incorporate not having a, a tag or whatever, cause that's, you know, if you're not a size two or you're not a extra, extra small, or, you know, or even if your boobs are too big or too small, but, uh, so that's where my head was going today. So if you could incorporate that somehow, Maria, in a, a no-size world or, a, or just a different label to uh, what, a, what a large would be would be a great thing, too. So Yeah. Thank you. Wish list things. <laughs> oh, you're taking notes, Maria. <laughs> She'll come back here. Next video will be totally different. <laughs> yes. One size fits all. There you go. <laughs> Any feedback, please, uh, we're on Instagram. Send me any messages. Like, I'll, you know, like I said, we're in the process of um, obviously running our campaign right now. So we can still make changes. Like I said, um, any feedback, please, is so welcome. Great. Well, so we want to thank you, Maria, for for coming and introducing and, and now you're part of the group. So you're Thank free you. to drop by anytime and keep us updated too. And where we can, you know, Oh, can we buy them online right now or no? Yes. No, you can pre-order them. Pre okay. Order. Yeah. You can go to our Instagram. There's a link there on our bio, karaokea uh, uh, .ca. Um, so you can pre-order right now. And uh, so be the first ones to receive this product. Uh, we're hoping we're looking to go live with our website at the end of August. Okay. So in a month. And then, yeah, for everyone. And uh, so after the campaign is over. Okay. Well, wonderful. Just uh, write down your, your, your tag and karaokeo.ca in that chat group. And we'll get that posted. Okay. Thank you so, so much. And thank you all ladies. It's so wonderful to see you. I know it's been kind of weird. Long weekends happened. We're, you know, more than halfway through summer. Um, it's still really weird. We had like a super amount of cases on Sunday. Not so good, but I mean, it's 18. It's not 700 or a thousand <laughs> like in the state. But having said that, it's still, still weird. I don't know. Did anybody watch the Jets over the weekend a little bit? It was just weird. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was exciting. And I mean, the game yesterday was, was great, but we were all laughing. We're sitting out by the pool and it's like 90 degrees out and you're listening to hockey. <laughs> this is so weird. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, we'll see what happens this week. But uh, so we'll see you all next week. And I believe Dana Spiring will be our guest. So first lady chairperson of the Blue Bombers and first woman to get a gray cup ring she'll have her new gray cup ring too by then too so you are hope to see you all next week all right thank you so much maria thank you maria. Care. bye kirsten you. bye charlotte bye Susie. bye nanette have a great bye. week thank Take you care. bye thank you bye, -bye. thanks for listening 
This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.